and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real-life HR situations we face every day. On today's episode, I've asked Sharmika Pendergrass, our Senior Manager of Tech, Executive Recruiting, and Sourcing Market Intelligence, uh, to join me today. She has over 10 years of global talent acquisition, executive recruiting, corporate recruiting, sourcing, market intelligence, uh, and continuous improvement consulting experience at a variety of companies. And she currently is serving as a co-project lead for our very own Rewards and Recognition Committee for our fiscal year 21. So, uh, Sharmika, who goes by Mika internally here, thanks for joining me and spending a little bit of time talking about uh, this important topic today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Excited about this topic. So what we are digging into today is building a culture of reward and recognition. And there was this article published recently in Forbes, uh, recently, I mean, time is relative right now, it was actually about a year ago, um, when the country was heading into the lockdown. And it had this to say about recognition. We no longer need to convince leaders of the positive impact employee recognition has on anxiety, performance, and morale. Leaders get it. They've seen the studies proving recognition from managers or lack thereof impacts performance and work culture. The challenge for many organizations is training managers on how and how often to recognize. This is still true. And I would add another layer for managers, not only how and how often, but in what medium since we now have a larger remote or hybrid workforce. Mika, why do you think we keep coming back to this topic of recognition um, if, as Forbes article says, we no longer need to convince leaders? This is honestly like a really good question. Um, I can imagine, obviously, with the shift of uh, <laughs> the marketplace and industry impact because um, multiple organizations are remote, um, I think it's probably more important now than ever um, in the fact that employees are, you know, definitely being asked to uh, commit more to their organization. Um, a lot of the do more with less um, is kind of a part of this journey. Um, in a new environment, in a new way, I think uh, many organizations still work through models um, of how to do the more with um, the current uh, situation that they're in that may be new uncharted waters. And they kind of forget that they're asking their employees to not only help grow the organization in this new uh, uh, normal, uh, but also do it in a faster, more consistent way in the fact that they're now competing with other orgs or industries that they hadn't before. Um, and I think what gets lost is when these employees do help or your employees do help to reach um, specific goals or um, still attain uh, the element of growth and profitability for an organization that they likely oftentimes are not recognized through this process. And I think right now, away from what's happened with the remote culture growing, is that that gets lost in the sauce, if you will, is that employees need to feel recognized where they are feel recognized through the change, feel recognized through the shift. So that is a great question. I 
think sometimes uh, leaders, uh, be it at a management level all the way to the C-suite, often forget that when they're trying to reach an end goal. So it's really a constant thing I think will continue regardless of the shifts economically. So you're part of this internal task force that we have here, and this really came out of us wanting to kind of go to the next level when it came to our Great Place to Work survey. Um, and really examining how we can best recognize employees specifically in our HR groups and then translating that out to the org. What things has that team been considering as you are trying to define what a good program for recognition looks like? So I have to admit, I personally have a passion around (laughs) reward and recognition, uh, not only personally, but professionally. So very, very honored uh, to be a part of the committee to establish a way to identify how to recognize the employee population within our organization. So super excited um, to be a part of this, um, primarily because it allows me to help uh, foster and develop something to help employees feel valued um, within their organization in various facets. So uh, pretty much what we've kind of really come up with with this particular uh, program, if you will, we identify that it would likely be challenging to kind of create something to meet the need of our current employee base and how we um, kind of really approach approach uh, the program, if you will, was to survey our employee base. I know sometimes people say surveys can not always get you what you're looking for, but this one uh, ultimately allowed us to get to um, a less traditional reward and recognition program, which I have to be honest, it was the committee we went in thinking, we're going to just create something traditional and we're going to do it how it's always been done. It's going to be great. And quickly found out after the survey That is not how our employee base were uh, looking to be rewarded and or recognized um, in being in this committee. So um, in defining our reward and recognition program, we first uh, really truly needed to understand we have to go to the source. And obviously that's where the survey came in. We needed to see, you know, how our employees would like to be rewarded, um, in what way they would like to be rewarded, by whom would they like to be rewarded by, and how often. Um, and I know that this sounds extremely simplistic, but we were extremely surprised to find out that the employee base preferred peer-to-peer recognition more often with some element of monetary alignment, which would not have come up to, you know, any of us, given that we have a broader initiative that we're focusing on. It really, truly uh, pushed us to take a little bit of a step back and evaluate the fact that if we had not thought about um, who this program was for, we likely would not have been uh, successful as we went through this. So honestly, I think the reason that may have come up is it allows it allowed us to recognize our employee base, meaning social media has a tremendous impact to reward and recognition. I don't think people notice in the uh, corporate sector, if you will, that that has a huge part in, you know, the millennial Gen Z uh, and some of our baby boomers are have leaned in on uh, receiving some element of gratitude from their peers. And to see that in our survey uh, kind of stumped us at first, but we were excited to be able to kind of step back and think about our employee population and meet them where they are through this program. So learned a lot, having a lot of fun at the same time. There's something really unique about being on LinkedIn and seeing, you know, somebody you're connected with 
give a shout out or an encouragement or props to their coworker publicly like that, it just gives me the warm feels. Um, so I think there is so much to be said about that peer recognition. You know, for our listeners, maybe they're not at the point where they're thinking about rewards and recognition programmatically. Does it always have to be driven that way? I say absolutely not. I think the era of having this wonderful annual reward that every single person in the company has an opportunity to achieve or, you know, uh, the department, everyone has an opportunity to achieve. It's not saying that they're obsolete, but that is not the end game. The fact that individuals have so much at their fingertips and people actually lean more into instant gratification and recognition and reward and all of those great things because of the social media part. And I don't want to uh, harbor on that too much, but that impacts us in our day to day and how people, um, really truly recognize their value. And so for me, um, I will have to say an organization um, is leaning towards progression when they're more innovative and progressive and have fluid programs, if you will, or programs that flex to their employee base. They're not stapled into a process-driven type of um, structure that it will be more fluid. So for example, Gen Z now have access to multiple uh, social media avenues. So if we're only sticking with a system uh, program where you have to go into a tool they've never heard of in order to get a reward, it's probably less likely accepted than when you actually tweet them (laughs) via the company account with a picture to shout them out, it likely will have um, a a little bit more of an impact. So me, honestly, I don't think it should be primarily uh, programmatic. It should be fluid. I like how you touched on a couple different tools. I think as we've talked previously on the podcast about digital transformation, we have to push ourselves to continue to think about the tools that we have access to. You know, we're really lucky internally. You know, our tool has a social component called community. We've talked about it before. It's a really great resource. Um, But if you're listening, you might not have that. And so you do have access to all these other things that are free that, you know, your employees are already engaged in. So I think those are really great examples. If you do decide to go the programmatic route, what are some things or some ways that you need to think about designing that program? This is a really good question and a strong question. And um, I think what happens, there's obviously tons of resources in the marketplace to identify a way to create a program. But I think the part that is missed with that is how to create the program for your organization. What is most critical is that you align your program to your internal culture and kind of how you lean to create something that is so far left or so far right, may not necessarily be sought after, seen or absorbed and or adopted by your employee base. So for example, if your organization is one to lean towards annual recognition, mostly you've already created a culture where employees are aligned. You may want to branch off from that. Your your pinnacle award or a way of uh, rewarding your candidates through a recognition program may be an annual that everyone's kind of gotten used to working towards, but don't miss the low-hanging fruit, uh, which is normally uh, more in volume. And those is the individuals who don't like the big stage recognition so leaning towards monthly, a team level and team meeting recognition or a quarterly type of recognition based on a specific department or vertical um, that can be a little bit more intimate and directly hit some of that real-time urge uh, from your employee population. I think the biggest thing that we've learned, um, especially being a co-lead on the committee here at Paylocity, is with the peer-to-peer, people really want to be recognized real-time. 
And I think through these programs, that is the biggest key that I think gets missed in most programs. It's really easy to create a program that allows for time. It's a lot harder to create a program that is less time uh, or more time sensitive, if, if you will. So, um, Honestly, focusing on how you can give that instant gratification more consistently in the way that employees like to be rewarded, I think, is how you create a successful program, not by way of what you see in the market and what you can research, but something that fits the internal culture of the organization and the employee population. It's interesting to me that you, again, touched on employee population because, you know, when we took that survey, one of the questions on there had to do with public recognition versus private recognition, it's so important to understand what your employees want because maybe you're listening and you're like, yeah, we have this Pinnacle Award and only certain people apply for it. Well, maybe because it has a very public component that you have a group of employees that they're not actually interested in that type of recognition. Um, so I find, that, I find that fascinating to just go back, go back to that survey, go back to your population. I agree with you there because I have to say I'm, I'm a big part of why that question <laughs> kind of came to fruition, if you will, because I, ironically, even though I'm here with you today, I am not a public recognition kind of person. I love to be behind the scenes. I sort of don't want anyone to know that anything to do with it or I wasn't there, but things happen and I get the reward off of the end result. And so in thinking about my own personal perspective around being recognized and rewarded, I was like, we really truly need to think about that. I think a lot of time as leaders, as organizations, we go in saying, oh, everyone wants to be on the big stage. You'd be shocked how many people never want to make it to the stage, <laughs> nor less be on it. And so I thought that probably was the most pivotal and critical question that we asked because we often lead to uh, lean towards public recognition and it's not always the case. We're fortunate that our organization does have some monetary tie-ins to our formal program, but it, not all organizations have that. Have you run into any, uh, you know, low-cost, no-cost ways to recognize employees that you think would be good to share? Absolutely. So one, I, if you can't tell through my voice, I love praising people. I have a passion for it in anything that they do. Being a mom, you can't help it. You do all of the rewards and ways that you can find. And I think um, in the, in the, uh, you know, the workspace, it's more important to find free ways that, um, to do things primarily because you can do them more frequent, more often, real-time space. It actually oftentimes goes further. Uh, things that are more meaningful to people are the things that don't cost anything, right? And so um, I, I definitely recommend, you know, obviously I reference social media. I think, think about your LinkedIn platforms, think about your Facebooks, your Twitter, um, and what it means and how many people are following those areas into, oh my gosh, by, you know, one day be shouted out by your CEO or, you know, a VP to say this wonderful thing you did against a project. Uh, another area, like I personally just look at my own LinkedIn profile and watch how maybe I put a tag out there or some type of post in the, vi the visibility that that has. Imagine if I shot out my employee the same way um, and getting them that, that recognition in a way if they've done something phenomenal for an organization or a project. Um, another free element I think that has been lost over time is personal uh, rest recognition by either a handwritten thank you note. Um, I think it's one of those old time favorites that 
that just kind of died on the vine, if you will, but I have definitely had employees just share um, outpour um, of gratitude to get a handwritten letter from, you know, a leader, uh, either over a client group or a project that they worked on because they understand uh, the sentiment that came with that, the time, the care, and the genuineness of something so simple. Um, and then uh, something such as a PowerPoint. I mean, I have team members where I give praise all the time and they're like, hey, Mika, where's my PowerPoint certificate? Um, it obviously isn't like a printed out on, you know, wonderful business uh, ledger, uh, ledger paper or something to that effect. But, you know, it's something that goes a long way. And it, it, I think the value comes from I'm taking the time as a leader to recognize this individual and giving them a, a moment to be able to date stamp. So there's definitely multiple avenues. There's definitely free solutions out there that can allow for you to create some element of recognition for um, employee groups. It just kind of depends on the population and how you can go about um, executing some of that. You mentioned the shout out on LinkedIn, and I actually just finished recording our next episode. So a little bit of teaser, we're going to be talking about building your HR network and just connecting the dots there. You know, imagine if you're, you're working with your employees, you've done the survey, you know, somebody is in growth mode and they're trying to build your network. How cool of an opportunity for you to shout out that employee, tag them and say, hey, connect with them, learn about this great work they're doing. And, you know, you've kind of covered recognition and development and performance all in a very simple way. I, I actually love old school paper notes. I know it sounds silly, but my fave is walking in and I got a post-it note and it's have a great day. I see you. You're working hard. It doesn't have to be this over the top you know, super thought out. It's like, oh, they thought about me today, you know, and, and recognize what I'm doing. I think that's the hard part. I think as leaders and as organizations, we put more weight into what we think is valuable to an employee. But when you take and you personalize it and you put the personal perspective in it, most people just want to know they're doing a good job. And oftentimes when they want to know that it doesn't require a lot of effort, the smallest things of saying a thank you, or like you said, a post-it note, I used to get a lot of those and it would just make my day uh, to get something so simple. And so I think just personalize it, pulling it back to the human nature sometimes have a, an even greater impact. So as we wrap up and we think about back to that article, that Forbes article, uh, what do managers still need to know about making recognition successful right now? So I'm not coining this. I don't want to copyright anything. But the number one thing is to just do it. I think uh, at times, I know it sounds extremely simple. Uh, it may seem hard because as leaders, we're super busy. We're charged to lead our teams towards uh, an end goal and an end game. As peers, we're just partnering on a, a project and we're all bogged down and get the end um, goal. But the hardest part um, is to just say thank you, which is the simple part. Um, sometimes sending a quick email after you've kind of been through the ringer and someone knocked it out of the park can take things a long way. I think sometimes that gets lost, that we want to lean on the program in order to create that feeling of recognition and accomplishment. Um, as shared earlier, most people just want to know that they're doing a good job and the simple things normally take you a lot uh, further. I will say what I've learned um, is, is 
shared earlier, real-time recognition is truly, truly the most impactful way. And I think uh, it gets lost often. Uh, but coming back to that and understanding how to deliver that, if it's at a team meeting, if it's across a social avenue you may have internally um, to your organization or externally, um, individuals sometimes don't expect a person to say thank you. And you'd be surprised if you decided a cool way to actually say it. If it's a virtual card or, you know, a quick text or something to that effect. So in saying that, I definitely would reference, like, just get it done. Make sure that you're intentional about it. Um, so that way employees understand where their values lean. Um, and it's the same thing on a peer perspective. If you partner with someone who's done a great job, uh, most of the time, a lot of our work goes, uh, you know, thankless. And so sometimes being that one person to do that can stretch a person even further um, with what their work is, their output and things to that effect. Nika, I think we just uh, created a new division of Nike, you know, HR recognition, just do it. So I love that. Obviously, Nike's trademarked, so that is their phrase. But I, I'm going to think about that one. That might make it on a post-it on my uh, on my desk here. So, Mika, thank you for your time. I love this topic. We always have the email at the end. I'd love to hear what you guys are doing for recognition. It's such an important topic, and we're all in this kind of new world, exploring new ways to do this, and maybe bringing back some old school ideas. So, thanks for your time, Mika. Thanks for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.